Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for, for the IntelliJ community call. This is the last community call of the year. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we're going to be back in the new year in January with a similar format. We're just taking a break for the uh, for the Christmas week, for the holidays. Um, we have a few things to talk about today. I'm going to start off by saying we have, last week, we've been to San Francisco with Marcus from W2C, and we've worked on the web monetization specification. There is a new proposal on the table. We finally managed to finish a draft for it. Um, you can take a look at how, how it, um, it looks like. I'll, um, I'll link the... I'll link the, the, the pull request and the spec in the, uh, in the meeting notes. The, uh, major, the major things that happened in the new spec is we're recommending the browsers in, implement three layers of Interledger all the way to just before the BTP link. So setting up a stream connection, packaging an ILP packet, and sending it into a DTP endpoint. And that's going to be baked into the browser. Um, the other thing is. We're getting rid of the meta tag in favor of a link tag, just because browsers already have a link tag that deals with getting external resources, loading external resources. And we're going to switch it up to, to be a, and it's not going to be the payment pointer, it's going to be the payment URL, so changing the dollar sign into HTTPS. Um, the other major change is because links have uh, events on them, we don't need the state anymore to figure out if monetization started or not. And we're going to combine all the events into a single monetization event that fires whenever a successful ILB packet was fulfilled. So when you get the receipt back from the um, from the, the node, from the end address, we'll fire up a, a monetization event with, with the um, with, with all the data. And last but not least, because we don't need the state anymore, we don't need a global monetization event. Uh, we talked about initially moving it outside of the document into Navigator, but right now there's no need for it with that no, being no state. Monetization fires on any element right now with links. It makes it easy to put monetization not necessarily at the top of your page, but monetizing in a single element, for example, a video element or a picture element or whatever, makes it easy for that. And that's the, the current proposal. We're looking for feedback from all stakeholders. Ben isn't in the call, but uh, Ben said it was okay, which I, I took to, to mean it was a win. Uh, if you have any any feedback, please please leave your feedback on the on the pull request or raise a new issue in the uh, um, in the in the uh, in the GitHub repository. That was uh, that was my update. That was short and sweet about the new spec of webization because of the uh, the adoption curve. Right. Oh. Probably I should talk about the, the web almanac as well. Because of the adoption curve of the of the spec, it's gonna take a while until Coil implements it in the extension. Puma browser needs to catch up. The um the, the WordPress extension as well. We need to update the, the, the documentation website. So if you'd like to contribute, please feel free to reach out. We're starting to look at, at ways we can change the website to match the new spec. So uh, it's definitely not gonna be this year, but early in the new year. Our hopes is six to eight weeks until this gets live. So you've got plenty of time to give us feedback. Um, in other news, uh, Sabine raised the hand. Yes. Go ahead, Sabine. Can you hear me? Yes. Cool, because I, I asked something earlier, and I think my mic wasn't working, but 
now it seems to work. So uh, one question I immediately had is, why did you move away from payment pointer to payment URL? Just curious. The browser, the browser people couldn't really figure out. And then if you put it in the link, the link has an href element, and it expects it to be a URL it can load. So we would actually have to break link behavior for browsers in order to replace the dollar with HTTPS or to do the payment pointer uh, math. Because technically, for uphold payment pointers or for GitHub payment pointers, the only change is a dollar gets changed to HTTPS. But for other payment pointers, uh, like domain level payment pointers that default to the well known URL, we would have to bake that math into the browser. And then we'd have to keep that math into the browsers to make it work. So uh, we felt like the, the browser people, with the feedback from the browser people, we felt payment URL worked well, worked better in a browser context than payment pointer. I do hope payment pointers um, will be used by the wallets and we'll be able to keep them as an intelligent feature. I like the idea of the dollar in front of an easily recognizable in the context of an intelligent network. In the context of a browser, it made it feel more natural by using URLs. That makes sense. Thank you. It was it was one of the, I feel like I was a, a, a bastion against change. I don't understand why. And two of the things I was very, very, it took a lot of convincing to, to move me over was this payment URL instead of payment pointer. And the second one was removing state altogether. But I do see the benefits of, of doing those, both of those right now. With link, you get error and load events. So you can know when the stream has stopped or you can start monetizing or when there's an error and it stopped and the progress event. So th those were the two things which were, I think it, it, it took a lot of convincing for some of the people at the table. But Ben and uh, Ben and Marcos managed to, to convince me. Also, to, to be honest, it's like a friction thing. Like we're really introducing a lot of concepts. As soon as you uh, you go to people, uh, like especially in the browsers, like the link tags, like it, as you say, like there's a canonical way it really works. Trying to convince them that that's the wrong way to do it is already fighting a battle that, like, I don't think is worth it. I mean, it's 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 a, there's a there's a form to to transfer between the two. It, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I feel like in the context of in the context of the browser, yeah, I, I, they won me over with it's going to be much easier for us to implement, so you won't have to do an uphill battle to try to get browsers to implement this in, in the process. And I feel like the next step of, for the spec is to go defend this in front of browser makers and W3C. So we had to think about a lot about how easy it is for them to implement, and then on top of that, security and um, security and and other types of concern, privacy concerns. So in the end, I feel like that's it's a good compromise to get to, and I'm happy we got there, and I'm happy it's the browser way rather than we need to teach you all about IntelliJ right now to, to understand your payment pointer. How confident are you that browsers actually will want to implement that? Because I, I like what I liked about the extension is that it, it just works, and uh, now having more functionality within the browser, uh, you have to go and talk to each and every browser. So are we confident that they are actually willing to implement monetization? Um, actually, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, in, the, in the repo, there's a lot of browser people who had issues and we addressed that issue. So a bunch of the browser people are actually monitoring that, that place. Um, Uchi uh, led uh, 
session at the W3C about webinarization and some of the changes we were making, we got very good interest from the people at Google. So I feel like out of all the uh, the major modern browsers, it will be easier to get adoption this way. To be honest, I feel like it's a domino stack. So we'll be after one, one implemented and helps us create that implementation spec. Uh, it's going to be easier to, to get adoption. Because in terms of things that get baked into the browser, the only thing that gets baked into the browser is going to be the uh, the stream connection, like the IntelliJ functionality. The extension is still going to be required because there's a, right now there's a difference or there's a line between a web monetization agent and the web monetization provider the agent lives inside the browser the service of the browser and that's packaging those intelligent packets and the provider is what generates the rate and gives you the token and the btp link to send your packets so there's going to be a basically how people would change their web monetization provider as they would install the a different extension for the provider that was slot into that gap that the browser leaves open for things like rate and btp link yeah thanks for clarifying cool um there's also another thing that's happening in the webinization where well the web almanac finally came out uh last week and the markup section of the web almanac has a, a subsection like the chap the markup chapter has a, a whole section dedicated to web monetization. I feel like the um, the uh, author is a bit biased, um, and, and that's why we got the mention. But uh, there is a mention. We ran queries on um, we ran queries on eight million websites to try to find monetization tags, and it surfaced a bunch of interesting things. Like there's twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. Uh, different tags in there uh so there's like a, a a decent size of the subset like there's web features which didn't get there's web features like templates for example which didn't and they've been around for like 10 years which don't have the same level of adoption which was interesting to see and uh, the other interesting bit was we looked at the um the domain for the payment pointers available and uphold has 86 percent usage out of the all the payment pointers that we saw which was interesting to see as well in 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 the context of web monetization um i'll link i'll link to the web almanac to the markup chapter as well if you want to take a look at some of the, the web monetization findings in that uh, it also looked at um, usage. So the data set they're using is the Chrome user experience report. And they have data for various different months or different months, sort of kind of the, the websites are the most popular websites on Chrome. So people going on a website on Chrome get, gets, the website get, gets put in here. And the um, the data is looking only at the home page, but you can see historical usage from April 2020 to October 2021 in terms of the number of meta tags, for example. And you can see it slowly growing up until December last year. In December last year, it doubled overnight. Literally in a month, it doubled the usage, and then it started growing at a different rate this year. And it's it's really good and interesting to see the number of meta tags available on, on the internet kind of slowly growing every every month, adoption increasing. 
I feel like that was my update. Um, Matt, do you want to talk about Rafiki a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so there's a few updates from Rafiki's side, so I'll just sort of think of them in, in, in order. Let me start with, the, the I think, the one that the community will probably want the most is that Damien's working on trying to get our documentation updated to actually run an instance. Um, he's struggling a little bit, but uh, I'm hoping by, by, by the next call, we'll have some better documentation to actually run a Rafiki instance locally so people can start testing. Then I'm sure Ben mentioned this a few few weeks ago, and it's been an ongoing theme. Like, there's been a lot of refactor work to try and fit um, Rafiki more into like a gateway model. So that being similar to how other sort of stored value accounts, that being bank accounts and e-wallets, sort of integrate into payments networks. Um, so Brandon's made good progress. There's a massive PR out now, right now that just needs a few more reviews. So just reviewing that, and then Sabina has also had. Um, basically been working on API keys. So the ability for, for people to issue API keys to users um, so they can programmatically access their accounts. So that's also under review and should hopefully be up by the next call. Um, yeah, and then our focus from, from that step on um, is we're gonna start looking at the, the auth and the mandates and the invoices. So start looking at actually how we can start layering some open payments APIs onto it. Because at the moment we've only got very basic invoices, but none of the actual like programmatic access of the open payment stuff. So, so that will be the next focus. Yeah, that, that, that's a wrap for me, uh, Alex. Thank you so much. Um, thanks so much, Matt. Um, I feel like I've, I've run out of updates and this was it for me. Thanks for the, for the update, Matt. Um, Uchi, do you have anything from the coral side? Uh, yeah, so from the coral side, we're currently uh, working on, uh, we're still planning for for uh, MOSFET. So there'll be some intelligent components uh, there. But I mean, no big updates uh, from my end, but that's just cool. it. Cool, looking forward to MOSFET. Um, we're going to we're going to Moscow. I mean, we're participating in Moscow as well. Hopefully, we'll get to go to the in-person component as well next year. But uh, we're we're all excited about Mosfest here. Uchi, is what is what is Coil looking to do at Mosfest? Are we looking to do similar like sort of giving people that are watching like like uh, live on video like tipping and stuff, or what's the idea there? Yeah, so all participants will get uh, a. The coin credits and the most best experience will be well monetized. In addition to that, I uh, the intelligent team is planning some uh, training for all facilitators, so they will point uh, participants to like their own content as part of the, the their talk. So participants that have uh, like the coin credits or in tipping credits can go tip facilitators. And then for the in-person component, we're looking at, uh, it's going to be a Tigerland, Tiger Beetle experience. So we're calling it, we're currently calling it like Tigerland, like as part of the coil house. But most of the intelligence specific stuff would be, uh, activations will be done by uh, the Intelligent Foundation and also web monetization. Alice can probably speak more to kind of the plan. So we're the uh, the Mosfest Plaza. That's that's a good point. We we're talking about Mosfest. The Mosfest Plaza is opening up today. I think 
I feel like December 8th is when they're opening up the plaza. And the plaza has instructional instructional materials for people who want to web monetize. We are helping facilitators get web monetized and web monetize not only themselves, but the sessions as well for the sessions that they can. Because MossFest is run on a Zoom, or some sessions are run on Zoom, we can't yet monetize Zoom sessions. Zoom has an API which we Actually, with Sabine, we've looked at maybe doing an app for it, but it's very close right now, um, so we couldn't we couldn't get access to it. And we're trying to we're trying to monetize to help people monetize or get monetized, so they could use the the credits from Coil to ask for tips and stuff like that during their sessions. Uh, I'd also like to run a tipping experiment, see how much how viable tipping is as a as a way to reward creators. Mossfest usually flies their facilitators to wherever MossFest is. Lately, it's been in Amsterdam. Uh, and that's some some sort of reward for facilitators. Last year, for example, because it was all online, there wasn't that component. So as a as a facilitator, you still put a lot of time into it. You still put, put some, some thought into creating your session. But there wasn't a little thank you at the end of it or the thank you component at the end of it wasn't wasn't uh like it used to be in person so this year hopefully those tips you would gather during your session would be a nice little thank you for your session if you think about some of the uh so most fest attendance can be can be wild i think in person they used to have in the thousands of people um, online even more so attendance for a session can be from a hundred, a couple of hundred people to maybe a thousand people, and would like to see how adding a tipping component, especially since tipping isn't part of your your own budget or your own card. It's part of a appreciation budget. You have to kind of thank your your facilitators. We'd like to see how that is a how, how that works as a viable little thank you income stream for the facilitators. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'd be keen to see that. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Okay, in that case, I'm gonna close the call here. Um, happy holidays if you're celebrating, otherwise happy break. Um, everybody's kind of winding down for, for the season. So hopefully we'll see each other in the new year. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more, see what everybody's been working on. Thank you so much for joining me today and um, have a great day. Bye, Ziz. Just right. Bye.